Okay, so we are going to change it up a little bit for this episode. Chrissy D and I got a lot of feedback from some of our listeners from the last episode with Dr. Johnson. We touched a bit on mental health and Mm -hmm. that's something that we wanted to come back to because unfortunately mental health is something that is overlooked misunderstood Mm yeah yeah and it's a topic that faces many people and it's something that is not you know often discussed because you know you can be for whatever reason you know people may be shamed or whatever and they shouldn't be but so we're just gonna take it a different way you're gonna take the different route and we're gonna go in a little bit into that so this is your host heather tior and Chrissy D. And you are listening to Uninhibit Her. Okay. So it's interesting that you know we wanted to come back to that you know because yeah. you have you actually have your you have a degree in psychology is that correct i do i do so i've had i've been able to touch base with a lot of these you know conversations and topics and things like that you know of course i didn't just pursue that route so you know i'm mm-hmm. I, I would not consider myself an expert at all but i definitely have an interest and have studied you know different compartment of psychology which would include that that mental aspect so yeah you know and and you you're in education so you are working with young people young students young people and mm. you know adults you know that i mean you know you experience those types of um wonderings you know like is there something going on outside of what they're telling me or what I'm able to see because of different scenarios that they found themselves in. So yeah, right, definitely. And I, you know, I don't necessarily know per se of, of anyone that I work with, but you know, sometimes you just have to, you never know who, who's dealing with that. Like, right. right. I know I could be working next to someone that working with someone that is just happy, go lucky all the time, but that could be a total facade. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they could be yeah. dealing with something that I'm, not even aware of. Right. And sometimes work is that place where they can get away or, you know, kind of remove themselves from outside things that they may be experiencing. So you really don't ever know. And it's really not a thing um, as a, a, a quote unquote supervisor. You know, that's not something that I can just inquire about with somebody. But, you know, right. if they were to come to me with um, a situation of that nature, you know, just really trying to help them find what they need. And it's probably going to be something outside of me, but just making sure that the resources are in place or getting them to an HR specialist or whoever that can kind of guide them with, um, you know, resources and places that they can utilize to help manage whatever may be going on Mm -hmm. in their life. So, And then you think about, especially today, I hear about bullying yeah. So much yeah. more than I like. I don't recall it yeah. when I was in high school or middle school, like it is today. Because I mean, even young kids, young, yeah. I mean, young kids, like I'm talking nine, 10, are sometimes 
very overwhelmed with that experience, you know. And I think when we were growing up, it was more so roasting. And Mm -hmm. I don't know what the difference is because I I remember, you know, those types of situations. And I do remember, you know, people talking about each other and making them, Mm -hmm. you know, feel maybe uncomfortable or, you know, unsafe in a situation when it came to what we per se have, what we would call bullying today. So, you know, just trying to figure out... what is it that's triggering these um, extreme emotions that they aren't able, you know, kids aren't able to handle these situations to the point where they think that it's the end, you know? It's it's a really sad and traumatizing situation for all parties involved, yeah. Mm, I wonder if a lot of it has to do with social media because I just did not yeah. experience it. Yeah. And I don't remember seeing kids that were bullied like today. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And you know, the thing about social media that I think is really heavy on this is because it never goes away. So, you know, if you had an argument or an an embarrassing moment or a fight with somebody, we were able to let that go and move on to Mm -hmm. the next day. Now, you know, people are pulling out their phones. It's recorded. It's, you know, documented. It's placed on social media. Mm -hmm. It never goes away. So that person who's experiencing that is constantly reliving it, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think that has an impact on the brain and, you know, just how kids or people are struggling with this because it's it's forever there, you know? So not only are they reliving it, anybody can constantly relive it and they can bring it up to that person. So, you know, it's just the ongoingness of the situation that I think is really traumatizing, you know? Mm. Oh, that's so scary, especially now that I have a child of my own. Yeah. Oh, it's like, okay. No cell phones. You don't want to be the helicopter parent, but like in today's society, you kind of have to be. You just want to keep your child safe. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that is one thing that I always share with parents. Like, take away the phone. It's it's okay. You Mm kind of need to do that. You kind of need to help your kids regulate and manage that aspect because they won't do it on their own, you know. So I think that's, you know, a wonderful start, you know, just getting your child's mind prepared and, um, ready to deal with mm-hmm. those types of situations and then just how to manage that. You know, you those are things and skills that you have to teach somebody. And especially in this social media age, I wouldn't blame any parent for, you know, taking that that step or that precaution with their kid because it's important. There's so much that they're exposed to online and, you know, just dealing with things that they might go through with their peers and things like that. So, yeah, I totally advise any parent to regulate and just monitor what's going on if they ever came across that experience with their kids. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. So I want to get a little bit into a way to remedy that, if you will. I feel like, like we were saying We didn't have to deal with social media, Mm -hmm. but also as a generation, I feel like we were, when we were children, we were playing outside. We weren't on our cell phones, Mm -hmm. playing video games. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people were playing video games, but. But you still had a balance. You were still, you know. Riding your bike. Doing other things. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You had neighborhood friends, all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. And they were all playing. I remember I'd get home. Finish my homework really quick because I knew some of my neighborhood friends were going to knock on the door so we could go ride our bikes. And my mom was not letting me go anywhere until my homework was done. So it's just like, and then on Saturdays, 
you know, they're sleeping in late, which I mean, I, I've always, you know how you and I are, we love our sleep. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> as soon as you get up, you're like, you're doing activities, whether that's, I know I did ballet, tap and jazz. Absolutely. Or, you know, and then like my neighborhood friends again would call, would come over and we'd get our bikes and we'd go riding our bikes yep. around the neighborhood for uh-huh. the day, you know, like yep. just be home before dark. Exactly. You know, exactly. I mean, that was it. Yeah. And it was totally fine. Now it's like, no one really even rides their bikes. Like yeah. I don't even see in my neighborhood kids riding their bikes that often. Not and there are a lot of kids in my neighborhood. You know, it's funny because when I do see kids out playing, I'm like, oh, they're, you know, I get so They're excited still into to that. Oh my see. gosh, yeah, yes. I get so excited to see that. You know, and those are natural ways to decompress. I don't even think that we knew what what we were doing or how much we needed that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we see that kids aren't doing that so much anymore, you can tell that they, that is something that they, that we probably need to incorporate or encourage to be done just so they can have just to get their minds up. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you play and you're not thinking about, you know, the woes of your day or whatever. So I think it's good to to have those moments and to teach kids to have those moments so they can get outside of themselves and maybe what they may feel is just so pertinent at the moment to just release and be a kid. Right. You know? Exactly. And that even makes me think about something else. Like as a parent, it's important to keep that relationship there with your child, especially if you have like teenagers mm-hmm. and they're growing up and they're maybe wanting to do other things, but figure out what they like, Yeah, get into whatever they like. So like if they are into fashion or if they are into sports, music, it, dance, music, yeah, exactly. creative arts, whatever. Yeah. Do that with them. Like I know that there are tons of places, especially in Dallas, like take them to a museum for mm-hmm. a specific Art artist yeah. that may be having an exhibit or if they're into sports, take them to a sporting event. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. that's too pricey, you know, go play sports with them, play basketball, right. something, right. go to a rec center. You know, if they're into shopping, you know, go shopping with them. You don't necessarily have to spend a ton of money, but just mm-hmm. walk around the mall, understand what your child like, what mm-hmm. types of fashion mm-hmm. that they're into. Something where you're keeping that relationship going yeah. And you're keeping your child engaged and you're keeping them active. They're not on their cell phone. Uh They're spending time with you. Uh You're spending time with them. You're letting them know that they can confide in you. And that they're valued. Exactly. You know, that they're what loved. they want matters, you know, and mm-hmm. and even how to communicate that to you. Yes. Because I feel like that's a big thing, you know, just the lack of communication that kids may feel that they have with their parent, you know, and it, it may not be uh, a fault of your own, but you just are opening yourself up and opening them up to feel comfortable to come to you about whatever. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, it's important, mm-hmm. you know, and even those moments they might come to you about what they may be struggling with. You know, you never know when you're going to experience that that type of dialogue with the kids. So just like you said, having those moments to where it is an open line of communication or where they're becoming comfortable with knowing who you are and knowing that you value who they are. Mm-hmm. So it's important. Totally. And it makes me think about my husband because he has a 10-year-old and mm-hmm. she plays mm-hmm. basketball. And so he will go take her to a rec center and help her work on her shooting, you know, just keeping her engaged, letting her know that he is completely invested in what she, whatever she has going on. He's interested. You know, he's a parent that cares. And so that keeps her excited about the sport. She's not on her 
iPad. She's got an iPad Mm -hmm. and she's staying active. Mm -hmm. And that's important because like you're saying, that's maintaining that open lines of communication Mm -hmm. and that's letting them know that they're valued. Their feelings are cared about. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important to, to do all of those things when you're dealing with a child that you may not even know could be suffering from depression or being bullied, that sort of thing. These are ways to alleviate that and to remedy that if that's something you're dealing with. But we as women and adults, that's something that is going on. And I know I can talk about my own personal experience. After I had my, my daughter, she's five months now, it's very interesting you know, I realized that, you know, people talk about postpartum depression, yeah. which I, I didn't have, but I did have a taste of postpartum anxiety, which I never really? knew was a thing. I d- I've never heard of that. Okay. I did Share. not know. Yeah. So apparently, like, because I would always be like worried, like, oh my gosh, because as a new mom, and I, and I have another friend that's a new mom as well, and sometimes we can get together and oh my gosh, we will scare each other to tears. No. And Ryan is like, okay, Heather, stop. Yes. Stop. Chill. <laughs> Especially since, number one, he's a guy. Yeah. And number two, he's done it before. So he's like, relax. relax. She's going to be fine. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? She's going to be fine. She's my baby. Take care. <laughs> I want her safe. You know, but I would like freak out. Like if when she first started daycare and I was like, literally my daycare that I take her to is amazing. And they will literally send notifications of everything that she's doing throughout the day. So if she has a nap Mm -hmm. and whenever they change her, whenever they feed her, they'll send me pictures of her. So I know exactly what's going on. And so, yeah, I'm sure that helps with your anxiety. Oh my gosh, it does. But that first week, Woo! Oh, I can only imagine. Oh my gosh, girl. So <laughs> the sec like she it was the second day. So the first day I was like watching her because I was like, okay, I'm not gonna go up there, but I was watching that app like a hawk, like, oh my gosh, is she okay? Is she okay? But that second day, and oh well, let me go back. So the first day she wasn't like taking naps mm-hmm. like she was you, like she was used so to doing. She probably had some anxiety. Exactly. Just a new routine, a new place, yeah. new environment, new yeah. people that she was not used to being around throughout mm-hmm. the day. Mm-hmm. And so I could tell. So then the second day, that pattern like changed. Like she literally went from that first day where she was hardly sleeping mm-hmm. to that first, that second day where she took like a two hour nap. And mm-hmm. she had been sleeping for over two hours. So I call up there. Yeah. And I'm like, I just want to see, you like, called, I see. Heather. Okay, wait, it, it gets worse, okay? And I was like, I just want to make sure that she's okay. Like, is she still asleep? And they're like, yeah, you know, she's still asleep. Um, do you want us to wake her up? I was like, no, I just want to make sure. So then I call Ryan. And he's like, oh, gosh, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> what now? I'm like, she's been sleeping for almost, it's been over two hours. Uh-huh. I, and I called and she's okay. But I was like, I think I need to go up there and check. <laughs> and they were like, he was like, okay. He was like, you're going to go. I was like, no, I'm, I think I'm going to push through. Well, you know, that didn't work. Well, okay. So, you know, okay. I had to go up there and I just had to lay my eyes on it just to make sure yeah. she was still breathing, girl. Yeah. Because I had been told like this whole SIDS and yeah. silent infant death All syndrome. All of these things are going through your head. Which is ridiculous, yeah. but I was freaking out. And so... Apparently, like, I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm freaking out about this. But I knew she, she was still breathing. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to leave. But that is a form of postpartum anxiety because I was yeah. anxious. And when they are saying that when you start start doing things that are not in your normal routine, you start mm-hmm. altering 
your behavior, Mm -hmm. then that's something you have to be aware of. And I did not even know that, but you know, it's, it's like things like that that you have to be aware of. And it's like, oh my gosh, even things like such minute things like that are something that you have to be aware of. So this whole mental thing, Mm -hmm, mental mm -hmm, illness is mm -hmm. something that comes in all different shapes, different forms, different mm-hmm, fashions, mm-hmm, whatever. Yeah. And it's a real thing. Yeah. Like I didn't deal with postpartum depression, but I did have a little bit of postpartum anxiety because this is my my little baby and I just want to make sure that she's safe and I wanted to make sure that nothing was going wrong. And I started like changing my behavior. Like, mm-hmm, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this because I want to make sure that I'm here for her for this. I want to be that. And it's like, you sometimes you just have to chill. Yeah. And relax. And so how do you do that? Like, mm-hmm. how did you kind of bring yourself out of those moments where thoughts are racing and, you know, you're just having all of these just things that are triggering you to feel this mm-hmm. way? Was there anything a special lot of that you it, did? So a lot of it was the hormonal change. Like, um, I'm telling you, yeah. when I was breastfeeding her, because I recently stopped, mm-hmm. but when I was breastfeeding her... Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's the hormones have you going crazy because you, I mean, that connection with your child is like no other. And so it was just like, woo, like, you know, like I'll still do it every now and then, like at night, just like the comfort. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like when I was doing it full throttle, Uh like it was like, woo, like my child. Yeah. And it was like, oh my goodness, is she okay? Is she okay? Yeah. I mean, because it's just. You are exchanging these hormones Uh with your child. And it's just like this connection. What she was feeling, like what I would feel, she would feel. And Mm. even to this day, like, because we're so close anyway, like, because that's just like my baby. Like, literally, if I have like, get some sort of like, if I'm upset, if something Mm -hmm. is bothering me, Uh I can see that in her. Like, she'll start getting fussy. Wow. It's crazy. It is crazy. The mother... B- the bond that a mother has with a child because that child has been in you. You grew her. It's mm-hmm. that closeness. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, whoo. But what I did when I realized, when I was like, okay, this is something is like, I don't have postpartum depression, but something was like, I, I was feeling very anxious. So I talked to my midwife that my midwife. Yeah. Okay. So you, mm-hmm. you had someone that you could, yes. you know, communicate and I was, with. Yeah. yeah. And I was telling her, I was like, this is what I'm experiencing. Is this, I mean, is this normal? She was like, I think you may have a touch of postpartum anxiety, mm-hmm. which is a thing that people talk about postpartum depression, but they mm-hmm. don't necessarily talk about about that. Yeah. I mean, I've never heard of that term. So yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's interesting that you bring that up. And she's like, especially you being a new mom, I get that you just want your child safe, but some, but you have to find a balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh. Once I understood that, I was like, okay, I see why I'm so anxious. Mm. Because I'm so like, you were able to reflect exactly. in those moments and just kind of bring yourself out of it. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Because I was like, um, you know, they're always asking for new moms. They all, and whenever you go to any sort of like pediatrician, pediatric appointment for your child, or when you're just getting your routine, your, your routine care mm-hmm. after you've had a child. They give you these forms to ask, to answer these questions. Are you feeling like you want to harm yourself? Are you feeling like you want to harm anyone else? Are you feeling low? Are you having trouble laughing? I did not have any issues with any of that. Mm -hmm. I was just worried. I wanted my baby safe. I want her safe. And I would just, I would just feel like 
if she was not near me, oh my gosh, is she safe? Is she okay? Like, is she safe? And once I realized that that was a thing that, because I'm like, what is this? What am I feeling? Mm -hmm. Once I realized that was a thing that I knew how to remedy that, Mm -hmm. I started just really taking deep breaths. Like, I don't, if you all don't do yoga or if you've never had yoga, try it. The breathing helps. You can just reflect, you can breathe. It will calm and even out your heart rate and it will just help you to just really focus in and just realize that things are going to be okay. You just have to breathe and reflect. And that's what I had to start doing. So meditation, yoga, all of that has been a true godsend. And just really also having some relaxing music. Mm -hmm. One of the things that helps harp my daughter just to relax is just to playing some tranquil music. Well, it's good for hu- for adults as well. Right, you know, just right. to have that tranquility. Think about when you go to a spa and they always have that calming, soothing, yeah, soothing yeah. music mm-hmm. with the water in the background, just uh-huh. the sounds of nature. Uh-huh. There's something to that. Nature is very tranquil. It's a provides a very that tranquility that you're needing yeah. from the hustle and bustle of life when yeah. you're going to a spa. The goal is to remove yourself from the hustle and bustle of life and just to reflect and calm down mm-hmm. and just to chill out. And that's what I had to do. And that is what has helped me immensely. And so just for forms of like whatever you may be going through mentally, you just want to make sure, especially like um, I learned this term recently, situational depression. Yeah. That can also be helped. Like if just you're just reflecting, you're trying to figure out what you may be dealing with, but also having a friend, having someone you can talk to, Mm -hmm. getting a professional and just understand what is it that you're currently dealing with. Mm -hmm. And then that way you can have someone that's within your corner to help you figure out what in this situation is bringing you down. Mm -hmm. And then now that you've pinpointed what is it exactly that's pinning you down, what are some ways that you can learn to fix and cope with whatever you're dealing with right. so you can correct it and realize that it's I'm not just depressed as a whole. There are some things that I may be dealing with that I can correct. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that is something that has been helpful for me. And I think within like if you are experiencing like a situational, um, you know, thing that yeah, might be bringing you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just, you know, identifying the root cause, mm-hmm. like is what you are fixated on really what's, you know, triggering you right. or is it something else, you know, and just like you said, having someone to talk to. Like, I I think a lot of people feel alone or isolated in those situations or they don't feel like they can go to anybody else or that anyone else will understand what they're going through. So just finding somebody that, I mean, that you can at least... um initiate a conversation with because it, it's it's tough, you know, and then sometimes you really just don't know what it is. And I know if I'm ever in a, a situation where I'm kind of down, you know, I can't really identify that I've ever been depressed mm-hmm. about something. But, you know, when I come out of something, I'm like, oh, that might have been, you know, a situational uh, experience that I had that I uh, maybe I was anxious or maybe I was, right. you know, a little bit depressed. Exactly. But, but just... um being able to talk through that, I think that is the biggest thing. I think people miss that point. Just 
going, whether it's a therapist, I know some people, there's a stigma behind even just talking to a therapist, but having a friend or writing, sometimes you can just write and release or, you know, doing something that is active that kind of gets your mind off of that. It's really important to just have an out. Mm -hmm. And I know just, I mean, just work, right? Everybody is trying to get through the hustle and bustle, you know, achieve this, what we consider an American dream or whatever. So people are constantly going, you know, so it's more of focusing on the goal than on self sometimes. So exactly. just making sure that you are um, taking some pit stops, you know, and just reflecting and giving yourself time to decompress because we, I don't think, know how much we're harboring. You know, I think that's why working out is important because you are releasing things that you may not even know are existing in your body. And the the longer you hold on to those things, the more stress it can have on the body. And then it starts impacting lots of other things. And then that's when stuff starts to manifest into illness or disease or whatever. So really taking, you know, a moment for self. It is okay to take a moment for yourself. It is okay to say no. Yes. So, you know, I I think a lot of people struggle with that, you know, just trying to just do everything and be everything to everybody. So, you know, find that moment for yourself. And I I hope that people um, do that. I have no problem with that. (laughs) I've learned that and I am learning I love that. that about you. Like you are quick to take a nap. Yes. So you can just relax and then get recharged, which is important. But like you're saying, like people are having to be everything for everyone. Mm -hmm. But that's one of the things that we as women, especially wives and moms do because they want to make sure, like how I was saying, I want to make sure that my daughter's safe. Like I had to Mm -hmm. be like, hold up. I got to make sure I'm taking care of Heather so I can take, make sure that she's good. Like you can't, I can't just be focused on all on her because if I am not recharging myself, then I'm not being the best for her, which is sometimes what women do. Like they want to put their child or their children or their husband or their spouse first and they neglect to take care of them. Mm -hmm. And I always think about if you are trying to pick someone up and they run out of gas and your gas tank is empty. How are you going to pick are you them up? Help them? Yeah. How would you, you? got to make sure yeah. your gas tank is full. Absolutely. Same thing with as a person. You got to make sure your energy, you're rested, you're relaxed. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that Dr. Johnson said in the last episode. She was saying that our bodies are meant to relax, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and sometimes we just work them and work them, and they don't relax. Yeah. So that's how. That's why our bodies, as you were just saying get ill, get uh-huh. sick, get diseases because mm-hmm. we're not taking care of it properly. Right. It needs to rest. Yes, we want to be successful, as you say, have that American dream, but it's also important to rest, reflect, come to some sort of right. like inner peace. Yeah. And then that way you can continue, continue. To move forward. Yes. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. So... I want to talk about something else. Oh, and and also uh, real quick, one of the things like my husband was telling me was this morning he went fishing and I mean, I'm talking about his friend came and picked him up at 6 Uh a.m. And he said it was just so good because it just, he was out. I don't know where they were, somewhere far where they had to go 6 a.m. to fish. Like, but his friend wanted to, Louisville, that's where it was. His friend wanted to see the sunrise Mm. When's the last time you've seen the sunrise, girl? Oh, girl, you know, <laughs> sadly, 
you know, because I remember um, I was on a work trip. Okay. And we happened to be down in South Padre. And that, like, this particular um, trip, they were focusing on mindfulness as well as what other topics that we were obviously discussing and the whole reason why we're down there. But they told us, you know, like, one of our things to do was to get up and do something for ourselves, right? So, of course, we're on the beach, and I remember standing there and videoing like the water and the sun was coming up and out. So you asked that and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like I, it has literally been a year because that was last January that I got to experience that to just it to be in a peaceful mindful state and to see the sun come up. And I mean, it's so peaceful. It's so amazing. You you find God in those moments. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, and you need that. I think I remember even posting saying, you know, that is something like being in nature is something that um, I think a lot of us kind of take for granted because number one, you may not live in a place that kind of affords you those beautiful sceneries and things like that or mm-hmm. places that you can just relax and just see just earth and you know nature and things like that but yeah I mean but it was just I I love those moments because it reminds me number one how small I am and this this huge picture of things and um it just makes me connect with the beauty of things outside of myself so yeah it's so it's it's, been a year which yeah which number one I'm very impressed because I don't even remember the last time I've seen a sunrise and that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you're up, like I, and I'm always up before the sun comes up, but I'm getting ready. I'm trying to get my baby ready for, for, yes, exactly. For daycare, like just hustling and bustling. Yeah. Not stopping to smell the roses. Mm -hmm. Something so simple that is so not done. Yeah. On a, regular basis or not even common. Yeah. You have to remind yourself to do that. I mean, Mm -hmm. we get lost in the things that we want and other people and just life in general. So making sure that you, you know, stop and smell the roses. And one big thing that I've been hearing lately is giving roses, quote unquote, to people while they're here. Cause you know, we're, we're, you know, you, we're we're losing people, you know? So just making sure that Mm. you are, Telling people that you love them or telling people, you know, how how much they mean to you, all all kinds of stuff, but just keeping in touch and touching base with things that are truly important. Because I think what we have ideals of, just trying to make life work and things, we kind of forget the smallest things, but the smallest things are the biggest things, you know? Yes. So just just connecting and really being or at least trying to be focused on those small things that can contribute to your bigger aspects in life. Mm-hmm. It's important. It's yeah. Important. And just to touch back on what he was saying, you know, when he went, wanted to see the sunrise with his friend, because yeah. his friend was like, that's something that, yeah. you know, he wanted to see. He also did say one of the things that he wants to focus on is slowing down. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. that's what you said because it's scary though. It's because you're like, okay, what if I'm going to miss out on something or the next person might get ahead or whatever, you know, and it's not like you're focused on somebody else, but you're trying to get there. You have your goals. And if you, mm-hmm. it, some people feel that if you, you know, pull back a little, you might not make it. But yeah, I, I can, I can definitely, you know, connect and, to that. And one thing as far as like what you're saying, which is so true about you may not make it. Like if you stop something, mm-hmm, someone mm-hmm. else may get something. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've always thought about that my dad taught me, which yeah. is so true. What's for you is for you. Absolutely. So if it's for you, no one can take it away. You don't have to do all that hustle and bustle. Mm-hmm. If that's your 
whatever. You will get there. You will get it. Yeah. Or you will get there or you will get this person, Mm -hmm. whatever that, Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. it is for you, whatever that looks like Mm -hmm. to you, it will be yours. So that's so true. Slow down. Mm -hmm. Smell the roses. Yeah. Enjoy life. Yeah. Appreciate the people while they're here. Right. Give them the roses. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Self-love. Isn't that something you and I are always preaching about? Yeah. Self-love, self-care. Yep. Self-connection. Mm-hmm. Just knowing who you are. Because yes. I mean, again, you we were talking about earlier as far as being something for somebody else. If you don't know who you are, how can you, you know, be who you need to be for that other person? So it's important. Carl, I got one other thing that we need to touch on that yes. that you and I to talk that okay. you and I talked about. Okay. So we've talked about how mental illness affects children, teenagers, women. Mm-hmm. Human we haven't talked yeah. about the men. Yeah. Something that is very prevalent that they that is not discussed because so many men have been taught you don't talk about your feelings. Societal expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have feelings too. You know, it's it's so funny. And I joke with my husband about it, Do but you? it's so true. He will say like, you know how they say the whole thing about happy wife, happy life? Yeah. No, well, he's I like, like uh, he's like, no, <laughs> I want to be happy too. And he's so serious. Oh, of course. So, sure. so, <laughs> so we have, you know, we got to talk about their feelings. Like men have feelings too. They want to be heard. They, you know, they have feelings just like we as women or children have feelings, you know, men have feelings too. They need to be, they need someone to talk to. A moment to decompress as well. Yeah. Yeah. They may need to lay their head in their spouse's lap. And, you know, I think it's interesting because I don't think that men, um, for lack of a better word, expose themselves in the same way as women. You know, they're not necessarily, most men or at least a lot of men that I know aren't necessarily talkers. Mm -hmm. So even when they come to their wife about something, you might need to look at it from a different angle because he might be trying to tell you something that might not be, um, might not be just, I guess, uh, you're aware of it yourself, but just something that, um, just different behaviors that you might want to look for Mm -hmm. in your man or a man that they might be trying to express something in that way but it's not coming out to you in a normal or a way that you would actually do something or the way like crying. I mean, you know, a lot of men don't cry. I don't know if that's something that, you know, they've been taught or been told or whatever, but it may um, come out in another way. They might be angry. They might shut down. I know a lot of kids that I deal with boys. I have to know those things because they're not going to just come and say, you know, hey, this is what's going on. This is this. They're going to sit there and they're going to be quiet. And I have to understand that their their moment of silence is them either coming up with their thoughts or coming through whatever they're trying to deal with and not forcing them to respond to me in a way that either I want them to or what I'm used to. So just being um, aware of how people kind of show their their need for connection or their need for somebody or their need to talk or their need to um, come through something that they're struggling with. So that's so true. You know, you're so true. Like you touched on something like they may be lashing out mm-hmm. because they're hurting. Whereas yeah. we as women, we can be like, you know what? You hurt my feelings. Right. We're going to verbalize it. Exactly. They like, might react to something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so we can like, they don't have that level of comfort where they can say, you hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. Like you said, they're going to react or they're going to shut down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why are you shutting down? Mm -hmm. Because they don't feel comfortable expressing themselves. And a lot of times they just want to be heard. Yeah. And giving them that moment to come through it. I mean, I think sometimes we as women, we want to know like right now, Mm -hmm. like in the moment, you need to tell me, you know, what's going on, Mm -hmm. whatever. But sometimes people need a moment to kind of get their thoughts together or to calm down or, you know, just relax about it. And then they can come to you and verbalize or whatever, like just kind of speak on whatever the problem is. So just being cognizant of people and the way that they express themselves and you meeting them where they are, you know, because that's good. I I feel like we have these expectations because we know how we would do things, Mm -hmm. but we can't put that on someone else because everyone handles things differently. Differently. Yeah. And every person is different than the next. So I may handle something one way, but that doesn't mean the next person is going to handle something that way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, girl, this has been good. I like, know, this has yeah. been something that, you know, it's something that's very important that mm-hmm. people deal with every day. Uh, every day, yeah. They I, don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, you mentioned earlier about being asked those questions when you go to the doctor just about your mental health and mental state. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is something that they are doing even in just wellness checks. I mean, you know. Really? With, okay. And, you know, I, I thought like, wow, because I don't remember having to answer those types of questions when I went for, you know, just a a yearly checkup or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they are bringing these questions and asking you up front as you're, you know, doing those initial visits, to me, that's telling, you know, that that there are a lot of people that may be experiencing this. And if not asked, they might not say a thing. So I think it's good that, you know, the, um, the, the doctors and health experts are reaching out to people in the ways that, they normally wouldn't have the opportunity to. So I think it's good that those questions are being asked because I don't think a lot of people would reach out for that. But if they have it out to verbalize or uh, express maybe something that they're going through or maybe something they didn't even notice. I mean, I, I think I was sharing earlier, sometimes I don't even know what I've experienced until after I've come through it. And I'm like, oh, that's what that was. So just taking time to reflect and taking the moments that um, people afford you, you know, when you do go to the doctor, if they ask you those questions, be upfront and be truthful about your truth. Exactly. Because that's the only way that, you you know, you could possibly get the help that you need. And it's so important. If you all have anything that you're dealing with and you may not have a confidant or someone around you that you feel comfortable reaching out to, reach out to, I mean, there are mental health lines, hotlines that you can call. So reach out to your, just get online, whatever, and call, because there are people, there are trained professionals that are there to help you, because this is something that's serious and, you know, overlooked at times that shouldn't Mm be. And know that there's help. Know that you're not alone. And just... Keep that in mind. And we hope that this has been valuable mm-hmm. to you all. It's been valuable to us to talk about it. Right. And because, I mean, that's what we're here to do is to help and to empower and to know that you all are loved. So reach out to that mental health hotline if there's something that you're struggling with and you need assistance and there's no one that you can confide in. Also, 
you can find us on Instagram for at to at uninhibit her, which is U N I N H I B I T H E R, Facebook and Twitter. If you all have any questions, you know, we're not experts by any means, but in it also, if there are other topics that you all would like for us to discuss, definitely do that. And we hope that this has been helpful to you all, because like I said, this has been helpful to us as well. So just remember to stay uninhibited with Uninhibit Heart.